get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get over to DraftKings. Use that code DNVR to get in on all their great deals. And we are coming to you live from Studio A at the DNVR bar, where the A stands for Payton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, yep. no, no. That's exactly what it stands for. And then Oof. Peyton Manning you couldn't do that with. You could. It's all about the sounds. No, but there's no, no, there's no A. His is Peyton. More, there's more, an of, a in more there. of an EY. Uh, you could do it with George Payton. Yeah, you yep, could. Yep, yep. There's really no A's associated with him. Age 59, I guess. Just looking through his Wikipedia. For Sean Payton? Yeah. That's why no it's A right. Words. The A sound is right there in his name. It's from San Mateo. There you go. Yeah. You're no, learning. No, You're no, learning. no, 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 no. You, op- you just opened him up to use any word now. Went to I've already been using every word. Central High School. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Adam for the delay of game. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What the hell is up with the comments blaming me for the delay of game? AP Coach of the Year in 2006. There you go. There we go. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, I'm blaming Adam. We had a meeting before this. He was long-winded. <laughs> he was long-winded. <laughs> thought it was supposed <laughs> to be a short meeting. Yeah, I guess I'd... Delayed the meeting a little bit, which could put some responsibility wow. back on. That's true. Wow. But even that wasn't my fault. I'm not going to throw whose fault it was. The other Allie's person parents. in the room? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Henry's not afraid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you blaming? I'm not There's blaming No repercussions. No repercussions for me. Now. No I'm not repercussions for me. Wow. What is going on? I'm just saying it wasn't me. <laughs> um, There's a song about that. Allie's parents. That's or, not Or Allie's. Th- yeah. There you go. My name does start with A. It <laughs> also could have been Allie. <laughs> uh, Allie, yep. No. Yeah. No. It yeah. was your meeting. Wow. This is off to a rough start. A- Get it? Again, a- you start. Got, it's not just if it has an A in it. It has to make an A sound. Start. Right. No, nope. Still no. Uh, all right. Sean Payton Day here on the show, mm. um, which means we got to throw three minutes on the clock. Henry, are you ready? I might start with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, All I right. can be ready. All right, I'm feeling spicy today. Let's start with Henry. Three minutes on the clock. Go. I mean, it's Sean Payton. Everybody knows who Sean Payton. I've made is. a terrible mistake. I mean, 15 years yeah. he's been an NFL coach. 15 seasons, uh, 16 years. There was that one in the middle that we don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. But in the 15 seasons he was a head coach. I mean, what made the playoffs nine times? Won a Super Bowl. Averaged one playoff win in those nine playoff appearances. That's a that's a pretty good rate. Twenty um, third, I believe, winningest head coach in terms of of total wins in NFL history. Twenty fourth in winning percentage. I mean, it's Sean Payton. His offenses, I think, six times they're ranked first in either points or scoring in the NFL. The 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 results kind of speak for themselves. The results really speak for themselves. I mean, the, the offensive mind might be one of the, the best alive right now. Um, a lot of it's built on, on a smart passing game, you know, finding ways to put defenders in conflict, get open receivers right over the middle. 
I mean, it, it's Sean Payton. Like he's he's a really really good coach. He's a really good coach. If the Broncos could get him, it'd be a great deal. Well, and the reason that he's a really good coach is because he's an offensive genius when it comes to there. You're not hiring Sean Payton to come in and and make this defense competitive and have a really mm-hmm. balanced attack. No, that's not what Sean Payton had in New Orleans. He had a couple of years where he had a top ten defense, but you also look he had a bottom ten defense more years than not. So you're hiring mm-hmm. him for the offensive mind that he is and. Henry touched on it. He was a head coach for 15 seasons in New Orleans. He had a top 10 offense all but four years. So 11 of those 15 seasons, he had a top 10 offense, including three or two different times where he had the number one scoring offense. A couple of other times, about 10 or nine of those times when he was in the top three in scoring, that's what you're getting with Sean Payton. You're getting a guy who not only is great on offense, but can work with undersized quarterbacks as he had so much success, took Drew Brees from being a good quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't even need to split hairs here. We are talking about one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of football. Sean Payton is right in the same conversation as Mike Shanahan, uh, in the same conversation as Bill Walsh, uh, in the same conversation as Andy Reid, all these guys. Now, I'm not saying he's better than them, but he is in that conversation. He's one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of the NFL. Uh, And let's also not get this twisted. He made Drew Brees. Drew Brees did not make him. He took a guy who was an average at best quarterback when he got him and turned him into a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the most prolific passers of all time. Uh, It's why I've been so high on him for for a few weeks now. It's why I don't care about trading Bradley Chubb to get him. Uh, He is an all-timer when it comes to offense and there's nothing and I truly mean nothing that this Denver Broncos uh, organization and also fan base needs more than a little bit of offense and man that is certainly what they need and that's what Sean Payton brings so that's Sean Payton in three minutes right there guys fun little fact do you know what Sean Payton did and this is something that's certainly not talked about enough the the potential question marks with Sean Payton one of those is he was suspended for an entire season in 2012. Uh, was it what was it called again? Bounty Gate. Bounty, Bounty Gate. Gate. Yes. Do you know what he did in that season? Coached high school. Uh, do you know what he coached specifically? His nephew. I don't. Uh, he was an offensive coordinator. <laughs> Could you imagine being uh, the head coach of that offense, where a head coach, one of the greatest minds in the game, has a year off and he wants to coach under you? Do you think Sean Payton's kind of the head coach of that team? Oh, yeah. That'd be awful for that poor head coach. <laughs> yes, well, the head coach, be. but like, awful. they always knew it was going to be a one-year thing. So exactly. he's not going to, like, they're not, you're not going to fire the head coach. Probably like a legendary coach, yeah, too. It's yeah. like been there for 20 years at least. Probably ran the offense before. Yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah, hands off. But again, it would be obviously great to have a coach like Sean Payton on your staff. Also, not fun because he's just going to say, what the hell are you doing? It's like, oh, we're doing this. No, we're not. I'm Sean Payton, and I say, no, we're not. That would be so tough for Sean Payton, though, where you're. A, he's never been a head coach at any level other than at the NFL, other than just with mm-hmm. the Saints. So he's used to this being the guy's life, the coach's life, the player's life. And he comes in, and he's probably like, all right, uh, we got a meeting at 8 a.m. You know, on Monday, and the coach is like, no, like kids are in school then, Sean. <laughs> like we can't do that. <laughs> so Sean's like, all right, 6 a.m. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. And you get uh, five grand if you knock out the other team's quarterback. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so 
Uh, I've actually been thinking about our old friend Nathaniel Hackett a lot today. Oh, shout out um, getting an interview with the Jets. As it came out that he was getting an interview with the Jets. Also, for some reason in my head, I've just been wanting to call him Hacky Sack. Oh, wow. Which wow. I feel like I should have started that <laughs> earlier. Um, but he did get sacked. Um, wow. And anyways, I think one of the biggest problems for him, and this is coming around to, to Sean Payton, yeah. um, was he lost his confidence so early. Um you know, in the off season, we we're hearing about all these great things. And, you know, uh, I felt like we saw some creative play designs in training camp and, you know, he brought in a coach to coach the coaches yep. and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. And as soon as they lost and, you know, there was the reason I'm thinking of Sean Payton is because he ran the fullback option, right? Uh, handed to the fullback who runs the option to the running back behind him. Yep. That's a Sean Payton play. And mm -hmm. it didn't work. And Nathaniel Hackett got roasted for it. Yeah. And he got roasted for damn near everything he did in like within the first four weeks of the season. Yeah. He lost all of his confidence. And when I think about Sean Payton, there's just nothing that could happen for him to lose his confidence. Like, this is a Super Bowl winning head coach. This is, like I said, one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of football. <laughs> You're just not going to be able to, like, he runs the fullback option and you stop it. He might bring it back next week. Because he just knows, like, I've been doing this stuff forever, and it worked. And so for me to look at Sean Payton compared to any of these other candidates, I'm so confident in his ability to know what he does well, know what the team does well, combine those two, two things together, and not get shaken or get run off his course by results. And I think that was one of the biggest problems for Nathaniel Hackett and one of the biggest issues with hiring a first-time head coach. So what you're essentially saying, Ryan, is he is going to have an identity himself, which is then going to lead over the, to the team having an identity. And for so many years since Peyton left, we've talked about how the team takes the identity of either their quarterback or their head coach. Well, up until this last year, they have not had a quarterback to take the identity of, and they haven't had the head coach either because they weren't taking Vance Joseph, uh, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel. They, they weren't taking the, those guys' identities. And then so this team has been completely identity identityless um, as a team, but then also as an offense. There's been no identity there. The defense in years has kind of built an identity, but by bringing Sean Payton in, you would give your offense an identity, even with Russell Wilson here, and you'd give your team an identity, and it would be consistent too. And consistency is something that just has not worked for the Broncos. And when you're bringing Sean Payton in, not only are you giving him $20, $25 million, a blank check, but you're giving him a five, six, seven, ten 10-year deal to come here and be that. So you're not just moving on from him after one year. Yeah, imagine, though, if they had taken on Nathaniel Hackett's identity and there were 53 Nathaniel Hackett's in that locker room. Just everybody cracking jokes and being sarcastic and... That'd be a wild place. I'll tell you what, Henry. You, uh, I think, will notice that the locker room did take on his personality a bit. The locker room was, even at, what, what they finished, 5-12, and 12, was never a bad place to be in no, for us. No, that's Other rare. Years, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's it was what a I'm little saying. empty Other years, yeah. it, it, midway through the season in a bad year, it is extremely uncomfortable to be in there. So it, in a way, they kind of did, but I, I know what you're saying. If they were all goofballs. Totally, yeah. But I mean... It, it, it would be a solid <laughs> starting point, right? Like, you bring him in, you might not have the juice to actually be a good team next year. You know, that's an argument we can have a different time, whether bringing back Tim Patrick and Garrett Bowles and Javante actually 
does turn this into a team that has the talent to win. But if they don't, and they don't have a first-round pick, and they don't have a second-round pick, you know, what you can trust in Sean Payton is that he will do better than average. He will bring out better than average talent. And uh. I think that that's a pretty, pretty safe thing to say. That if that's a team that has a floor of five wins and a ceiling of nine wins, he's going to get you at least seven. And there's a chance that he does a lot more. There's a chance that the talent is better than that. There's a chance that two years from now, they're able to accumulate that talent and things set in a little bit more. But I do think that at the very least, you know with Sean Payton that the team will be better next year, and that feels good. Uh, a tweet from our very own Zach Stevens yesterday uh, from quoting Tom Pelissero via Zach Stevens, via yeah. Tom Pelissero, <laughs> via NFL Network's The Insiders. Wow. Um, it sure seems like if Sean Payton is going to take a job in this cycle, everything is lining up for Denver. Mm. <laughs> yep. That's a report. Yep. A legit, like that's. That is eye-popping for me. It is. Uh, I'm surprised it only got 28 retweets and 519 likes for numbies. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was, too. It kind of blew up. For, I think it may have been too late. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause like, That's what I'm telling myself. That's how I helped go mm, to bed. Yeah. That is the story. Yeah. 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 You just said it. He just said Sean Payton's the favorite. Oh, absolutely he did. Or at least the Broncos. I guess what he said is the Broncos are the favorite for Sean Payton. Um, yes. Yes. Rat. He didn't say that Sean Payton is the favorite for the Broncos. Right, but you would think so. You would think so. Yeah. Um, if they can swallow, you know, the the first round pick. You know, the the big thing, obviously, to take away from that tweet is that the Broncos are the favorite for Sean Payton. The second thing, though, is that I now think it's much more likely than I did before this tweet came out that he just doesn't take a job this cycle. Because that is kind of the other piece in that tweet where you're like, if wait. If he's going to take a job. Exactly. Do you think that maybe... He's just going to sit out and take a job next year because Brandon Staley will eventually charge uh, it exactly. up. Exactly, absolutely. There, there's something there, and let's let's dive into that. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Where, speaking of who's the favorite or not, you can get in on these odds right now. In fact, over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the, Sean Payton is not the favorite. So if you want to get maybe potentially the best odds on him, you can get him at I believe plus two twenty-five. That's what it was at least this morning. Dan Quinn, a slight favorite over him at plus 150. And then guys over at DraftKings Sportsbook, massive drop. I believe the next person, maybe David Shaw, he's at plus 1,000. So yep. DraftKings is kind of going along with what Tom Pelissero is saying. I'm mm -hmm. saying, this is a two-man race. Tom's saying, okay, if it's a two-man race, give me uh, Sean Payton to be the guy in the front-running seat. So you can bet on who the Broncos' next coach is. It's really interesting to look at DraftKings, too, and see, okay, what do they have? Where do they have Sean Payton with the Cardinals? Where do they have Sean Payton with the Panthers? And, and to look at those as well. And it's also interesting to look at the NFL playoff lines, where if you bet $5 on any NFL playoff game, you win $200 in free bets instantly. For the playoffs, they up their ante from $150 in free bets to $200 in free bets. So get in on that very first playoff game. Then you're going to be hit with $200 free dollars in bets. Then you can bet on the other three games that weekend with $200 in free bets. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this offer. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 and make sure to see show notes for details. And... You know, we have heard from a couple of uh, our friends who live in that little corner uh, of, yes. of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. It's also the corner with New Mexico and oh boy, you don't Arizona, know Arizona, oh. Arizona, <laughs> and Utah, and Utah. There you go. I'm not from here, 
The Four Corners is a Colorado thing. Isn't the Four Corners a national thing? Like, there's only there's only so. one place where there's four corners of states touching yes, each other. But again, that's not something that people outside of here really care about. I don't think. Like, so. I don't know here care about it either. Four Corners. But Do people I mean, outside of here know about the Continental Divide? Yes, people. Well, I guess I'm from Montana. So oh, right. Well, I'm also people a continental. People better know divide. about it. <laughs> well, well, we have East Coast listeners. What I'm saying is, like, it's not Mount Rushmore. It's not the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'd say it's it's just as cool as Plymouth Rock for sure. Or yeah. But I mean, I have heard have that's a very underwhelming. Rock? It's a rock. Exactly. Have you been there? Yeah. yeah. I could, I was maybe that's the most over underwhelming thing I've ever seen in my life. I'd rather be in four states at once. How do they know it's that rock? It's yeah, a good I, question. I, hey. I mean, it is what the size of this yeah. table. Maybe not even. It's that got big. a nice cage. <laughs> it does have a cage to it. How many other rocks are about that size out there? Oh, a ton. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought. I was expecting a massive rock. It's you would the think. rock though. <laughs> Isn't is that it so the weird? Rock? Don't like, put him in a cage. <laughs> yeah, no. How much did out. like England have to suck for when they finally get to America? They're like, oh Don't wow, look at this rock. We're point. never Don't forgetting do this. Rock. <laughs> Don't do this, Henry. I mean, England, I'm sure, has gotten better since He's then. He's smart to say it after we've been to England yeah. than right before we go to England. <laughs> but yeah, at the time, back in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, but yeah, so if you're from that corner though, and occasionally you get the Broncos blacked out because. You know, they, they haven't been the most watchable football team in the NFL. Well, then mm. you can sign up for private internet access, which is a VPN, mm. which allows you to tell the internet that you are somewhere where you are not. You could say you're from England. You could say you're from, you're sitting on Plymouth Rock. You could <laughs> say you're in the Grand Canyon. Any of the places we mentioned, you can tell the internet, I am right there and do whatever you need. So if you need to like, there's like a Netflix show that's only available to like the, the Serbians or something. You can say you're from Serbia, watch your Serbian Netflix show, and then flip it right back. It also is very good for protecting yourself from viruses and hackers and those sorts of things. You know, <coughs> People get hacked more than you might realize. Um, there's over 30 million downloads. Uh, you can trust them to keep your online life Broncos private. Broncos got hacked last season. Okay. <laughs> we, we, no. Uh, a single subscription allows you to protect up to 10 devices at once. So many perks like that. And if you want to enjoy all the benefits of private internet access, now is the time to subscribe. You head to www.piavpn.com slash broncos. It's piavpn.com slash broncos. 83% discount. Seriously, 83%. 203 a month. And you also get four extra months completely free. But you must go to piavpn.com slash broncos. And uh, it's written like four more times. You know what it is. P-I-A-V-P-N.com slash broncos. Or scan the QR code if you watch oh, it on YouTube. Got it right wow. there. Easy. Boom. slash broncos. Good job, Hank. Yep. There we go. And to get a huge discount to be able to watch your favorite teams. Also, we've got Cody. Of course, he's always in the comments telling people to hit us with a thumbs up. We yes. really appreciate you, Cody. We also really appreciate everyone that's tuning in. So hit us with a thumbs up. We would really appreciate. And of course, a five-star review if let's you're get, listening on iTunes. Let's get to 100 thumbs up. Oh, ASAP. We, we can do that. We get one segment through. Yeah. Already above 50. Yeah, we, we got that. Um, okay, so you mentioned the Broncos being a front runner from Sean Payton, according to... Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, of the Insiders. And we know he's big time. Big time. Big time, Tom. Big time. Um, Sean Payton. Let, let's dive into the competition here. Because Sean Payton was on uh, the herd 
on Monday, speaking with Colin Coward, and what just an interesting insight we get. No, no other coaches are going on media tours and talking on Fox because that's a show that he's on, and then going to Colin mm-hmm. Coward's show and talking while they're in this interview process. So it's really interesting to hear. And uh, at that point, Sean said he's going to talk with the Broncos on Tuesday, then the Texans later in the week, and then the Panthers. He's actually going to fly out to New York to meet David Tepper. So a little different. The Broncos Mm -hmm. went out to him. Mm -hmm. He's going out to New York to meet David Tepper out there. But not Carolina. Not yet, because Mm -hmm. Carolina, I think that was the day they got permission. Oh, yeah, but not going out to Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would be a little worried if he was going to the facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I, I agree. So meeting in a neutral site is okay. They probably both like uh, Carnegie Deli or some some restaurant in. New York. Yeah, I bet David Tepper's got a nice little penthouse there, too, or something <laughs> Maybe, like that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and David nice. Tepper, second wealthiest owner in the NFL, of course, to the Broncos, but kind of interesting and, and important to keep in mind there. But then right after this interview, Sean Payton goes out and has a virtual interview with the Texans. So they actually got the first meeting with him. So it's going to be interesting. Does he meet with them in person later this week? And if so... That's a little scary for me yep. in terms of competition. Uh, and so let's kind of just break down these teams from what Sean Payton said, because Sean Payton was asked about um, a, a couple of things. One of them, the Texans specifically. He was asked, you know, they've kind of been in a bad situation. Um, is that something that would you consider them? And he talked about how he's met the owners and he talked about the owners like they'd be good enough to take a job with them. Uh, but then he talked about that. Bad court- idea. Yeah, I know. I was actually surprised that he pointed to the owners as well. Maybe that was just to make the Broncos pay him more, or maybe that was because he actually would give the Texans a chance. And he said he would absolutely consider the Texans pointed to multiple first-round picks, Mm -hmm. having a lot of draft capital, having the second overall pick to be able to get his quarterback and develop with. Guys, I'm not trying to make the case that the Texans are favored above the Broncos, I don't think we should sleep on the Texans as as being a place <coughs> okay. that Sean Payton would actually go to. I totally agree. The other part of it is he mentioned the division, the Titans, the Colts, the Jags. Like maybe if you he squint, did. the he Jags could be that. just a little bit scary. But at the end of the day, it is the Jacksonville Jags are Jaguars. about to beat the Chiefs this week. <laughs> okay, I let's save it. that. Get save it on that DraftKings for a couple days. Sportsbook <laughs> and what? That'd be plus like 400. At least. Uh-huh. Definitely. But but see, that's the thing, though, is like you, you look at that team and say, OK, we won three games or whatever. Sean Payton alone could get that team to five, six wins. So there you go. You've got a win in the first season. On top of that, you, you get to build the team however you want with all these draft picks. It's the Texans. The owners, the reason he might like the owners is because they'll just give him all the power. Like he would just jump in there and run the organization. That's the only way they get him. And for a, a, a coach and all coaches are kind of egotistical and think that they can build anything anywhere the opportunity to have a bunch of power and a totally blank slate with a bunch of cap space and a bunch of draft quarterback yeah yeah, i mean it's if if you were to take over a team in madden in the franchise mode you might you might choose the texans for these exact same reasons and again that, that might not be the best way to think about this if you're sean payton but that's that's how coaches sometimes think the question would be if in his heart is heart of hearts he thinks that Bryce Young or CJ Stroud um is Drew Brees esque. Mm-hmm. It's very um, true. And by the way, he's never developed a rookie quarterback. Correct. No. So he's only might, been with one quarterback outside of his very last season. Right. And so uh, does he like 
maybe he doesn't want to learn new trick yeah. uh, of how to develop a young rookie quarterback. I don't know. I think you're right, other than just the utter dysfunction of the organization. Yep. And that's where it, and I agree with you. It makes me, it, I have to jump over hurdles in order to say that, but I guess if Cal McNair were to say, here's 20, $25 million, and by the way, we're going to keep Nick Sirianni as a general manager, but you have all power Nick there. Nick Casario, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, not Nick Sirianni. Uh, Nick Casario as the GM, and we're going to give you all of the power. Maybe that's when he thinks, okay, this dysfunction can end with me. I can take it over. And it would be a very impressive feat to take the Houston Texans from where they are to make them a, a playoff team. Uh, so that that's a team that's in it. Good news, I think a team that's out of it is the Cardinals. Uh, all signs after they hired their general manager point to them being out of it. Why? Because, well, there's some reports that Sean Payton's group was mad that the Cardinals didn't meet with him before hiring mm. a general manager. Um, so I saw that. Broncos are like, bro, you can fire the hell out of George <laughs> Payton if you <laughs> right, want to. Right, right. We don't even like him. Right, exactly. Um, and then the Panthers are the other team that seems to be good competition. Um, like I mentioned, David Tepper, the second wealthiest owner. So maybe the Broncos, I, at that point, though, when you're talking about an owner that's worth $14 billion and an owner that's worth $70 billion, I don't think the money matters mm -hmm. when you're talking about you're going to have every resource you want. You're going to have a contract. It's not like the Broncos are going to be offer him a contract that's more than David Tepper can can offer. Don't you have to look, though, at like franchise quality? Uh, I mean, this is, we're talking about a guy who went and had success with the with the uh, Saints. So, you know, that was a historically down franchise mm -hmm. really yep. all the way up until when he got there. Um, yeah. Like the Saints that we know <laughs> yeah. of, of, you know, 16 years of really good football with Sean Payton uh, are very different. It's one of the reasons why I don't hold the losing seasons as, uh, as much against him. Like they're not the Lions by any stretch of the mind, but like succeeding with the Saints is really impressive. Yeah. I uh, it it's a, you make a good point. Maybe Sean doesn't care about that. But it's, I do think you have to look at it and like I know he's not going to look at this mm -hmm. specifically unless he just happens to listen to this. What up, Sean? Um, <laughs> when we were in Santa Clara for Super Bowl 50, I am not exaggerating. I think it was 90-10 Broncos fans to Panthers fans. 90-10. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like, it is a historically weak uh, franchise with a historically weak fan base. Would you really want to go there? If you want to revive it, again, taking on kind of more of a challenge there. Uh, and uh, when you look at rosters, a lot of national people that I've seen think the Panthers' job is a better job because the pieces they have on defense, sure, mm -hmm. the Broncos also have pieces. I think the Panthers may even be have more well-rounded pieces, like, like more pieces than just exceptional pieces like the Broncos mm -hmm. have. Uh, and then their quarterback situation. Do you like going into – how much do you really like Russell Wilson? There was a report that came out earlier this week that – Peyton would be willing to work with Russ, which is not a, a is a foot in the door, right? Yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not like an endorsement. Sold on him. Uh, or is he interested enough in Sam Darnold no rebuilding way. him? No. Okay, okay, yeah, I I wasn't gonna argue that. Um, but then having what do they have? The eighth overall pick or something That's like worthless. that? That's worthless. Well, you trade up and to get the second, maybe third quarterback in the draft. I guess you could trade up with the Bears. Depending Definitely. on yeah, you could They're depending on out. how much you like Will Levis uh, or Stroud or Bryce Young. <sighs> 
Um, so that could be more of a selling point in terms of the quarterback position. I almost lost to a computer Will Levis in the Madden League last night. <laughs> I mean, he he could wind up being the best of the group. We only need to go down That's this bull row, but to me, this is like a three-quarterback Right there draft. is how I know that it's not a good draft. <laughs> is when yeah. Will Levis is being? Yeah, when some random scrub is being, he might end up being the best one. It's like Drew Locke. Right, well, right, you might right. end up being the yeah, best one yeah, in this yeah. class. No, shitty class. No, Bri- I like Bryce Young, of course. Will Levis just when- has like the big arm, huge, yep. crazy fast. Like he's just a traits guy. Oh my gosh! When I watched him play Georgia, and they had so That's many. No, 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 no. It it's not that it was Georgia. He had so many opportunities to get touchdowns, wide open receivers. And, missed him? and he was missing him like crazy. Now mm-hmm. it made me even more pissed because I had bet on Kentucky there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, I shouldn't judge it yep. all in one game. But I was very disappointed. This, this Josh Allen threw more incompletions than completions at a JUCO. Josh Allen is just once in a lifetime. But again, like that's the mold, though. Lynch, if you want to go for strong arm, totally. all the yeah, traits, totally. But this is like the Trey Lance, Josh Allen type, Ryan Mallet, where you just hope. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Speaking of the Texans. This is kind of a sidebar, but I guess it's sort of uh, important here. I think that Sean Payton has to look at the Broncos ownership and think like, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. Mm. Like not money wise. Like they'll like the reason I'm thinking of this is because I personally think I could convince the Broncos ownership why trading this first round pick for Sean Payton isn't a big deal. Like I would just be like, all right, so Noah Fant, uh, Garrett Bowles, Paxton Lynch, Shane Ray, Bradley Roby, Sylvester Williams. Do any of these, you guys even know who any of those people are? <laughs> right, right. And they would be like, oh, I think we've heard of a couple of those guys. Like, that, those are the Broncos' late first right. round picks. Right. That's what you have this year. Would you rather have um, Bradley Roby or would you rather have Sean Payton? And like, I just feel like they would be like, wow, what a great point. Right. This guy knows ball. <laughs> I think that's what Sean Payton thinks when he's like that. He's just gonna be like, "Wow, like I'm going in there with a, to a place where they have no like preconceived notions about how things should be run for a football team." I think that I'm gonna be able to have like ultimate control, ultimate autonomy over what goes on on a football side. So it's a good point. That could very much be the case. He could also look at it and say, "Wow!" And just four months after owning the team. Greg Penner stepped in and was already taking power away from George Payton. I think that would be more on your side of just Sean. You you get to do whatever you want here. Um, but uh, he, how did how do you think Sean views the Broncos ownership? Because on one hand, you can look and say wealthiest owners in sports, they're going to be here for a long time. In fact. In our lifetime, if the NFL and the Broncos are still around for our entire lives, the Broncos may still be in this family just because of how easy it's going to be to pass along and you're not going to see fights like the Bolins had of having to split up the team just because of how much money they have. It's going to be able to stay in the family if they want. So stability-wise in terms of being here forever, Broncos certainly have that with this ownership group. But in another report... Someone said that Sean Payton likes the stability that the Broncos ownership brings. And Woody Page mm-hmm. said, stability? They've been here for, for four, six <laughs> months now. How is that stable? They have no track record. They have nothing to prove. And I didn't think about that until I saw Woody. And I'm thinking, okay, I guess there is another side of this. Is In terms of stability, you don't know how these owners are going to act. Yes, but the stability is that they're going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. But what if that's a bad thing? 
It could be. They could be bad owners. Really? But the thing is, if you're Sean Payton, they're probably going to say, no, you're our football guy. It, you're 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 the guy there. If you fail, who we'll do you want you. as GM? Okay, cool. We'll bring him in. Not concerned at all that they're already taking power away from George Payton, <clears throat> though. You don't think that's something that would maybe cause Sean Payton to hesitate a little bit? No. I mean, I it's just so. a different level of investment. Okay. He's, there's only room for two Paytons in this town. <laughs> Sean and Manning. <laughs> wow. Um, Really quick. The Broncos have had one good late first round pick, and I'm saying 20 and on, in the 2000s. Really? How many picks have they made there? Probably quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, One, two... This is going to not be a good podcast. I, uh, no, this I is great. No, and I know who it is. Um, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, ten. Okay, so they've hit 10% is what you're saying. Yep. And that wow. one, of course, is Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> Same was, year. I know, I know. Wrong it's guy. Demarius Thomas. Demarius <laughs> Thomas. The only time the Broncos have hit on a late first-round pick in the in the 2000s. Um, I already named some of them. The last one before that was Al Wilson, 1999. Oh, my man. Al. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy. Um, And so th- the thing about the first-round pick is if Sean Payton is your guy, you trade it without a heartbeat. And that was also something mm-hmm. that we got from this interview. Roby wasn't bad. No, he that wasn't bad. If you don't get a second contract with the team. That's, ca- uh, that's kind of my like for baseline with decision. A, with a first round pick. Tiebreaker, yeah. If Now, you, you're not saying bust. He's a bust. You're just saying he's not a great. Didn't hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, wasn't worth not getting Sean Payton over. Right, right, right. Um, that was another thing that Sean Payton, and we've, we've talked about it, but that's where we got this information was in that interview, Sean Payton came out and said, yeah, after talking with the Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, it's going to be a mid to late first round pick in order to get Sean Payton. If I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm like, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. I feel like people are just watching or just going to the Coach Prime school of uh, – transparency like just say whatever you want (laughs) whatever you want it's very true uh and that's why this is such unique uh insight to have from sean payton during this process and the broncos are gonna have a mid late to late first round pick to give to uh to the saints so i guess from a broncos perspective you want the 49ers to lose as soon as possible just so that Let's say it is the 31st overall pick because they win the Super Bowl and the Dolphins don't have a pick, so it'd be the 31st overall pick. Maybe then the Saints say, okay, well, we didn't mean the latest pick in the first round. We meant mm-hmm. mid to late, not latest. You and can, then you have to give up a third as well. I'm just saying, ideally, you, you would prefer not to do that. Yeah, or you're like, okay, we'll give you this one in cordless Waitman. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd be biting on that. <laughs> Probably um, not. Uh, let me put on my uh, journalism cap here okay. really quick, because uh, I feel like if we're going to have the Sean Payton discussion, it at least has to be mentioned. Yep. Does Bounty Gate play any role in the Broncos' decision-making here? Or sh- let me start this. Should it? Um, oh, man. Those are two different answers. I think when you're talking about the ethics of a coach that you're going to be handing over the entire organization to from a football side – yeah, it, it should be in there a little bit. And uh, to be fair, I'm not an expert on exactly all the intricates mm-hmm. of Bounding Gate, but he was at the top overseeing that. And if you are this ownership group that's going to say, we're just going to give you everything with football side, we're just going to kind of turn our backs, it's got to make you just question a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And basically should. what happened is the defensive coordinator 
and a bunch of players in the locker room put put together this pool where they paid out certain amounts of money for different things. So like you you make a you make a tackle inside the ten on a punt or something like that or a kick or something, you get a hundred bucks. You knock somebody out of the game, it's like two thousand dollars. And so it, it was kind of this thing that I think they said twenty two to twenty seven players were a part of and it's 2009 to 2012 that happened the nfl kind of was figuring out there's going on couldn't really prove it the owner went to sean payton and said you need to shut this down he didn't go and shut it down um there's a bunch of specific instances um the nfl said jonathan vilma put a ten thousand dollar bounty on knocking uh brett Favre out of a playoff game and so there was him there was kurt warner who is a big part of it. There were also a lot of guys, inclu- I think actually both of those two said they weren't all that upset with it. They basically said like, this happens everywhere. Yeah. Like this is not as uncommon. It just kind of got caught here. And so you'd get fined for certain things in practice, have to put money in the pool. Again, like it's, there's, if you knock somebody out of the game, you get paid. You, somebody has to be carted off, you get paid. There's also more football related things. You get a sack, whatever, you get paid for that too. So it's definitely an ugly thing. Does it change... So the question it was, should it, no. should it be accounted for? Not, it, not from no. your perspective, from the owner's perspective. <coughs> I, no, think, I don't it think so. should be. I think it's something that, it doesn't have to stop you from doing it, but I do think it's something that should come up in the interview, should be discussed internally. But if the question is, will it? Right. The answer is unequivocally no. Yeah. And even if it comes up in the interview, here's how I assume it would go. All right, tell us about Bounty Gate. John Payton goes... Do, do what you got to do. Yep. <laughs> and then the conversation's just over. All right. All right. That's fine. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Also, I also don't think that, that it will. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's this is yeah, football we're talking about it, here. It's mm-hmm. football. And if the Penners want to win at all costs, that's what John Payton would say winning at all costs is. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's not going to happen again. It, and that's You'd the thing. Not. And that's where, like, to me, it's a thing where he he did the wrong thing. He was suspended for a year. There's the, the, the crime, the time, he's back. And now the question is, because I'm willing to throw that out, It's I don't think there's a situation where you say, nope, he's just a bad guy. We're just casting him off forever. It's, will he do it again? Is this a concern? Do you think he's going to be irresponsible? No, he's the least likely person to be involved in something like that because he knows he's being watched. He knows he can't be caught. I, he I, would dis- be, I disagree with that, You though. think so? Well, I think if he got caught again, he would be, like, disgraced forever. Like, yeah. not in the Hall of Fame, all that stuff. So I think he he understands that his legacy would be completely thrown out if it happened again but he's already proved that he wasn't willing to step in and say no because you, you can't do this but this is just this is everywhere everyone's breaking rules and just thinking we're never going to get caught until you get caught I, I just because henry brought that up about how he knew about it and was told to not do it again i don't think he they would get caught <clears> again <throat> with it that would be crazy the same coach getting caught again for it when no one else has got I think caught it for has it. largely gone away Based on almost nothing, I think, except for the fact that the game has gotten kind of softer. The players don't seem like they do that. The fact that somebody got caught for it seems like it would scare people away. I don't think it's as common, based on my own thoughts and nothing else. I think what we now know about player safety, I legitimately think the players, mm-hmm. by and large, are looking out for each other out there. Yeah, I do too. Not all of them, but by and large, most of them are looking out for each other. You know, Von Miller being the example of being like, I never want to hurt a quarterback. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to sack him. Well, yeah. And the weird thing is. So there have been studies done on those Saints teams. 
and they basically compared how often a player from an opposing team after a game against the Saints was put onto the injury report versus every other team in the league. And there are actually fewer players getting hurt in games against the Saints <laughs> than there were compared to the league average. That is crazy. There's yeah. something, though, that makes me more concerned if I'm the owners about kind of more off-the-field stuff with Sean Payton than this itself. And that is just a year ago, he left the Saints, retired, um, to what seemed to be escaping an ugly situation. It was uh, the, the Saints were in cap hell. They didn't have a first-round draft pick. Uh, and Drew Brees, he played a season without Drew Brees and saw, damn, this is this is hard without a quarterback. That, I think, is something that should be just a little more concerning because it's more recent of who Sean Payton is and makes you think, okay, is he going to get us into a similar position? And when things get tough, kind of just back out, retire, take a step away. I think that's actually better. Why? I think that's a positive. Why? They don't have to pay him. And they're going to get a pick out of it. Um, no, not necessarily. What if he just retires forever and, and doesn't come back into coaching? Quitting when it's hard, I think, is is a concern. And I've seen a lot of people bring that up. Of, no, I, I don't it's want him because he stepped away. I'm just saying it's better than having to fire someone when things get tough. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the Broncos care about the money when it comes to this. That's fair. Yeah, there's. I mean, I don't like it. You but you have to think new. about when does that come into play? That comes into play when things are not going well. And if things aren't going well, am I going to be upset if the Broncos lose Sean Payton? And that's that's kind of really. what I mean. Exactly. Like, like it's I'm, I'm, At that point, it's time to move on. And there's also the other side where I do think at some point a fresh start can be helpful. It did leave the Saints in a bad situation, though. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you can't really argue that. Well, they were already in a bad situation. True. But he, he made it even worse after taking a month off to make the decision. And then they had no choice but to hire from within because every coach was, mm -hmm. was already taken away. So I, it's not that I'm concerned if he coaches for the Broncos for 15 years and then decides to do this. Okay. Well, obviously, mm -hmm. he had a lot of success. But does that at all cross your mind if you're the owner saying, what if this year is tough for him? and he steps away when, when we have the opportunity to get someone who we like mm -hmm. a lot as in Dan mm -hmm. Quinn this year or something like that. Does that concern you guys at all? And, mm -hmm. and to me, it doesn't really concern me that much, but I do think that's something that would scare me more than Bounty Gate. Imagine saying these things about Russell Wilson last year where you say like, okay, Russell Wilson, imagine he had a history of saying, you know what? I'm out on this team. They weren't good enough for me. And now we're sitting in kind of like the scenario would be like, oh, Russell Wilson might want out. I think everybody here would be kind of fine with it, you know? Well, and that's where with Sean that's Payton. That's different, though, is Russ didn't actually like quit on his team. No, he didn't. Sean Payton did quit. No, exactly. On that same but that's team. where, like, if you imagine that situation where he did have that track record, we knew going into Russ, at this point, we might be kind of happy about it. And that's the same thing with Sean Payton, where if Sean Payton wins five games next year and says, you know what, this isn't a fit, that's fine with me. Move on. It didn't work. That's, I'm not, I'm not going to be upset about it. You took your shot, and I think that's a good shot to take. I'm going to give you my take on this, but first I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Uh, Denver Nuggets, 14 consecutive wins at home, seven consecutive wins total. Nikola Jokic on one of the great tears uh, I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Uh, another triple-double last night on 93% shooting. Uh, he is just an unreal force, and you mm -hmm. can go see him tonight. In the first level for $31. Incredible. On uh, game time. I, s 
I see 25 with fees. Oh, there you go. I didn't yep. see that one. Yep. yep. 25, including the fees. Including fees. Um, it's actually three options at 25. And that is insane. Just insane. So, and what's crazy is the the crowds are great there. Like, it's oh, not like yeah. you're going to a dead arena, and that's why it's so cheap. For whatever reason, the deals at game time are just insane. Also, today's snowstorm. Eh. But that's, I mean, yeah, that's eh. why we're going. Take advantage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yep. Take advantage because uh, it's really not that bad. No. And this is an incredible deal. So go see the Nuggets. Go watch Nikola Jokic. Use game time. Use the link in our description if you're going to do it because then we get credit for it over at game time, which we really appreciate. Check out our friends at game time. You can get in for $9, including fees. Woo. Just insane. That is not, incredible. Not $9 plus fees. Nine. No. The fees are included in the $9. It's, I think it's $4 plus fees. There you go. Yes. That, that is nuts. Yes. And Henry, tell us about how you can see the free American Raptors. Wow. For $9 less than you can see the Denver Nuggets, you can go watch the American Ra Raptors out at Infinity Park in Glendale. They are um, America's rugby team. What they do is they take athletes who played other sports but, you know, maybe they got they, they went to a training camp in the NFL and realized, you know what, I'm not going to be an NFL player. So what they do, they decided to learn how to play rugby with the American Raptors because the Raptors train at the same facility as the U.S. national team. And so there's a clear path to get onto that national team. They take players from a whole bunch of different sports. So if you're a player who is interested in converting over to rugby, first of all, hit them up. But also if you're a rugby fan or somebody who just likes to have fun for free, Go to AmericanRaptors.com, pick up some free tickets, and uh, also follow uh, DNVR Rugby on, uh, on on Twitter and the podcast and at the DNVR.com and all that stuff. And Cody is, of course, just a champion for us. We're over 100 likes on to 200, he says. Wow. So hit us with a thumbs up. And we really appreciate you. We have some like, Ravens troll who hit us with a thumbs down. we got to yeah, drown him out with at least true. 50 thumbs up for that. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Um, all right. Shall we get to some questions? Let's hit them. Yes. No super chat, so let's go straight to the website. All right. We go straight to the website, and we are going straight to the count. He says, the is count. there an NFL coach hire in the last two decades that has made as big of an immediate impact as Coach Prime has at CU? Is there a current candidate that could have a bombastic effect on the culture of the team? Not just X's and O's, but a real sea of change of ideas, passions, etc. Love the count. I just, I mean, it's just not possible in the NFL. I know, I was just going to say that. Like, you can't, what, they have 50 new players? I can guarantee you the Broncos or no other NFL team will have 50 new players next season. I mean, what's That's the wild. most you could have in the NFL? 15? I think, it, you, 25? I think teams at the most have 30. <clears throat> yep. 30 new fair. players. Yeah. Like From one year to the other on the 53-man roster week one? Like, you can look, I mean, Texans have 11 draft picks. So there's 11. They're they also have a whole bunch of. three of those. Probably, but I mean, they also have a terrible roster. That's true. That's true. So I mean, they're trying to turn those guys over. They signed some free agents. Maybe if we're counting fifty-three, then maybe there's some practice squad guys who work their way up because the other right. pre guys suck because of the Texans. Yeah, but opening day roster probably not thirty though. No, probably not. No. I also just don't think the NFL has the balls to hire someone like Coach Prime who would, from a culture standpoint, like just comes in and just changes everything overnight. Um, because the the NFL just cycles through the same guys over and over again. Yep. Even like you have like it's not even that you have to be in the head coaching circle, but you absolutely have to be deeply seated inside the NFL circle to get an NFL job. If Other than the once 
a decade where a, a college coach gets bumped up to be a head coach in the NFL. If you were looking for the biggest culture change in terms of a head coach, Jim Harbaugh was your guy this cycle. He would have been the guy yep. that brought the biggest culture change. And not saying that's good or bad that he would have brought that. It would have been Dan very, Campbell on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, yeah. Dan Campbell. What a guy. He is. He, is. he would be so <laughs> much fun to cover. He would, for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's just the NFL doesn't do this stuff. Like, even going from Jackson State to CU is just, like, a bigger jump than anyone ever makes in the NFL. Could you imagine, like, jumping from the Texans to the Chiefs? Like, that's not nearly as big of a jump. No, the, the, it's the, not. The big jump was Chip Kelly going from Oregon to uh, to the Eagles, and that was a huge jump, and he was at Failure. one of the top programs yeah. in college football, and that was still just a massive jump. And yep. it failed. And it, it almost always does, and that's why the NFL doesn't have, you know, they just don't, they don't do this stuff. They, they don't, don't take big swings. Yeah, Jeff Saturday was honestly probably the biggest swing anyone's taken in a long time, and it was, yeah. it was a free swing. It was a free play. It worked for one game. Did work for one game. Yeah, pretty much sure failed did. miserably it, after it that. It went down in <laughs> big flames. Yes, it Biggest. did. Oh, I just love Jim Mersey after that first win. He tweeted something about how, you know, he knows football more than everyone else. He knows the moves to make. Haven't seen any tweets like that recently. Mm, no. Yeah, no tweets when they give, set the record for most points given up in the fourth quarter. Or uh, the biggest record comeback for allowed. Biggest comeback in yes. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't see anything from him then? Oh, no. man, it's tough. It's tough when you're out in Indianapolis and it's cold. Man. It is um, speaking of cold, it's not tough when a Breckenridge beer is nice and cold. Mm. That just makes it even more delicious. And today... If you want to go with a heavy dark beer, today is the day. Vanilla Porter Jr. Nice one, Vanilla Porter. Michael Ju Michael Porter Jr. Uh, cold, snowy outside. You probably don't <laughs> want to leave. You just want to grab yourself a 12-pack, a 15-pack of Mile High City Golden Ale. We've got it sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And just look at that. I mean, they crush. If you order it, Zach will actually deliver it right to it's you. Very, not this one, though, because <laughs> people here may have drank them all. Mm. Uh, is so that maybe an empty <sighs> box? Yeah, I think it's don't I think it's empty. Don't let people inside. <laughs> uh, because it's that good. People don't just want to have 15 beers sitting on the table in front of them. They want to drink them and have the cool box there. So not only is it the coolest looking beer, but it's also a damn good beer. And of course, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. So check them out. All right. Um, on the, the Peyton bailing thing, yeah. I just... doesn't move me. Ah, oh, man. doesn't worry me. It doesn't. makes me It makes me sick. Just not, not hiring him, but it makes me sick for Saints fans in that organization yeah. that, wait, 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 you've been planning this bad of a year for years to come in terms of the cap situation you knew this was coming and you just kept adding on to it knowing potentially <laughs> that you were just gonna back out then come on that 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 puts a little pit in my stomach mm. Mm, i'm not a saints fan so <laughs> <laughs> so so i guess it is a little different than the argument that that henry was really making of well wouldn't it be kind of nice if russell wilson just backed out now after a bad year i think it's more so Sean Payton he did. kind of formulates this plan to let's maximize the first couple of years now mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of it, not even in a John Elway way because John Elway didn't make it so the Broncos were bad in 2016 and on because of uh, he just made bad moves to make them bad. Sean Payton, it was like, we're going to screw the future 
in order to help us now. And then when the future comes, I'm going to back out. Yeah. I mean, that that's not great. Right. Right. But I don't know. You win a Super Bowl. You get some uh, <laughs> you get some leeway. Uh, like he did that. Mike Shanahan did a pretty bad job as GM after winning that Super Bowl. He too. did. He did. So, yep. Winning those Super Bowls. I hey, should say. There we go. Um, <laughs> we got a super chat from our guy S. Williams. Oh, we have multiple, multiple super chat. Heck yeah. Well, let's get S. Williams first. Um, he says, wasn't Bounty Gate linked more towards the D coordinator in New Orleans? I only used to hear about Greg Williams and Vilma, not so much Peyton. Yes, but like Henry mentioned, it was brought to him, told told to shut down, allegedly. Um, and at you're, the person at the top is always going to take the fall uh, for, you know, whatever you want to call it, lack of organizational control. Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part, that's usually the right thing thing like yeah you're in charge Mm -hmm. you got to know what's going on under your watch and if something's going terribly wrong then it's on it's your fault that you didn't stop it yeah yeah i agree and and i'm glad to know that well maybe not glad to know but i'm good glad to know the details because it certainly wasn't you know sean payton running it right uh it was that's why you hear of the players and the defensive coordinator a lot more as they were way more involved yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. He should have known. It wasn't Sean Payton like walking into his team meeting and like <laughs> he like goes to the first slide. It's just a briefcase of money. <laughs> Next slide is Brett Favre with an X over his head. He doesn't even have to say anything. Yeah, it's, it's just a, very clear. You know, y'all know it. What's going on here? Also, I was just I'm trying to look. I see eight coaches in NFL history. Well, I guess since the, the, the did all their coaching in the Super Bowl era, who spent more time as a head coach than Sean Payton. Now, some of those, like Andy Reid, he coached for two teams, and there's probably a couple others in there. But in terms of time that a coach has spent coaching one team, Sean Payton is in the top 10 all time. And so while he did leave, he gave them like a, a decent run there. The best run ever for them. I mean, 16 years with that one year in the middle. Again, eight coaches have more NFL experience in the Super Bowl era, era than yeah, that. but just because you've you've done a lot for for a team and an organization doesn't mean that you should necessarily be setting them up for failure when you leave. In fact, mm. it's more ideal to set them up, you know, better than you than you left them, or mm. the better than yeah. than when you had them. Get them a Super Bowl, they can't complain. I kind of agree. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say Super something Bowl else. was over a decade ago from when he did True. that. By the way, I forgot what I was gonna say. We have another super chat or two. Uh, from Edward, I just saw on Twitter Ken Dorsey has an interview for the Panthers HC job. I'm all in on Peyton. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to see more competition for the Panthers. I know what I was going to say. Tell us. Not enough people talking about, did Brett Favre deserve to have a target oh, on his back? And wow. I would say the answer is yes. Wow. I <laughs> wow. can't get on there on that track with you, though. Really? <laughs> I, I feel like that's an easy one. Everyone can agree. Wow. Brett Favre deserved to be targeted. I definitely wow. think Brett Favre is uh, one of the most overrated players in NFL history. And also a piece of shit. Well, okay. Yep. Oh, we're talking about Brett Favre <laughs> like now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He really is. Okay. So, yeah. That's fair. I was thinking just of like hurting another player. Oh, no. But now I see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's many Brett Favre fans out there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that was a great spin by me. <laughs> Last one here from Seth Stewart who says, DMVR is the real deal. Uh, let there be no collusion. With one confusion. of oh, well, no, no, <laughs> there no, will be no collusion. I can tell you that. Certainly no collusion. <laughs> Let there be no confusion with one zero four three. The thief. Uh, oh wow, love that. Thank you so much, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Uh, all right, I think that's uh, that's 
all we got today. That's it. Two just daggers to end the there show. There we go. Yep. There we go. We'll end it on that. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Take you back one last time